Welcome to the PHC Corporation of North America. Now with news of interest to life science, biomedical, pharmaceutical, biotechnology, and clinical markets here and around the world. Hi, this is Bill White with the PHC Information Network. Today with Joe Laporte, the Director of Product Group for PHC uh, Corporation of North America. Uh, Joe, welcome back. Thanks, Bill. It's good to be here. Joe, we've been uh, hearing a lot about SNAP refrigerants in the industry, and certainly you're the one of the uh, preeminent authorities on all of this with respect to scientific refrigeration. Um, the way I understand it is that SNAP is uh, an outgrowth of the EPA's program for what they call significant new alternatives policy, which essentially boils down to refrigeration. So, Tell me, how does this impact the industry and in specifically, how does it impact uh, PACBI brand products? Well, Bill, there's there's a lot of confusion in, out there, especially with customers and having to deal with SNAP right now. And SNAP's been around since the, the mid-90s with the Montreal Protocol and the phase-out of CFCs. And since then, um, throughout the years, it's, it's taken on a bit of a life of its own. So uh, back in uh, 2015, the uh, EPA decided it was going to expand the basis of SNAP to include uh, refrigerants that are that contribute to global warming um, and uh, gave the industry notice that uh, they were going to do that and start phasing out refrigerants that contributed to global warming. Unfortunately, in 2017, uh, this ruling was challenged in U.S. District Court. Uh, this is uh, specifically related to SNAP Rule 20, which, uh, re which relates to the phase-out of hydrofluorocarbon refrigerants, HFCs. Now, HFCs uh, are largely believed to be responsible for contributing to global warming. So with this move, the EPA uh, really put in a position to stop uh, manufacturers from using it. When it was challenged in court, there it was found that the U.S. Uh, EPA was standing outside of, of its mandate in um, affecting HFC refrigerants, uh, as in the Clean Air Act, which the SNAP rule was designed to, to support, uh, did not deal with uh, global warming. So because of that, the EPA decided to abandon SNAP Rule 20. So as a result, uh, it's left the whole industry in a bit of a, a void in deciding what to do related to the refrigerants uh, that could be contributing to global warming. So let me ask a question. You're throwing out these icon or these uh, acronyms about HFCs and CFCs and all of that. Essentially, there was the evolution of a class of refrigerants. I think we used to call them Freon and some other things that are no longer uh, tolerated or politically correct with respect to the global warming potential or what they call GWPs. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So okay. originally, SNAP was designed to handle ozone depletion. It wasn't designed to handle uh, global warming potential refrigerants. Okay, so this in turn then led to a challenge to the industry, and we're talking a lot of markets, but the industry with respect to how are they going to um, build refrigeration systems using refrigerants that are a bit more friendly as far as global warming potential, although in some cases they're not quite 
totally uh, natural. Does that make sense? That's correct. Yes. So, okay, where does that bring us then as far as the PHC BI product line? Well, regardless of whether the EPA had rules in place that required manufacturers to move away from uh, from refrigerants that were responsible for global warming, we made a decision that we were going to move in that direction anyway, mainly from a, a global perspective. As a global manufacturer, we're really concerned with making sure that our products meet the, uh, the requirements from a global perspective, regardless of what the United States was doing. So uh, what we have done is we have transitioned almost uh, our entire refrigerated product line over to uh, either natural refrigerants or new chemicals that have very, very low global warming potential. So uh, despite what the EPA is doing, we decided that um, this was probably a good move anyway, because we want to make sure that we are doing our part for environmental stewardship and making sure that our products uh, met the uh, met the requirements of uh, what the world was asking for. Okay. And, and that's in tune with the uh, PHC social responsibility um, philosophy uh, that uh, trying to stay ahead of the curve and doing what's best for the environment is without compromising performance of the product itself, which is why we buy the product. It, we have to preserve things and keep things cool. That cannot be compromised. That's correct. So uh, what we've done, we've actually been able in, in most situations to be able to to gain some extra efficiencies by using these uh, in using these refrigerants that have a, a much better performance in the application. So uh, we've been able to leverage those performance characteristics and provide a product that not only uh, helps with uh, not contributing to global warming, but also provides us uh, better characteristics of how these products operate. All right, Joe, thanks. Uh, the, the As far as North America, we have the U.S. EPA, but we also cover the Canadian market with our products. And uh, how are those two countries? Um, what, what, where's the equilibrium as far as rules and regulations? Well, that, that's where it kind of gets political. But staying away from that, Canada, um, since Canada signed the Paris Accord that deals with global warming, Canada has continued to move forward with its uh, its uh, Environment Canada legislations that are, um, in many respects, depending on the product category, are banning HFC refrigerants as of January 1st of 2020. So in Canada's case, they really followed what the SNAP guidelines in the U.S. were, were intended to do. And so in the Canadian market, um, we're not offering products that have uh, any HFC or, um, global, or any refrigerants that contribute to global warming. So, um, And we're offering those same products to the U.S. market, regardless of what the legislation says. So there are some states in the U.S. that are moving forward with their own legislation. Um, as many people know, uh, each state has its own version of the EPA. So uh, despite what the federal EPA is doing, state EPAs in, in many states, especially those along the, the, the uh, seacoast, are uh, enacting their own legislation to, to protect the environment. So in particular, California and Washington state are, are, are of note that are moving forward very quickly. Right, which is a huge challenge to manufacturers um, around the world, actually. You want to do business in North America. Joe, let's talk about 
just for a moment, the products that PHCBI brands um, represent, we have, we have high performance refrigerators um, and a number of other um, groups of products that are, uh, uh, that fall into this genre. Can you give us a little detail on that? Yes, uh, Bill, uh, ultra-low freezers are one of them. Now, um, the EPA, um, neither the EPA or Environment Canada have made a move to ban refrigerants used in ultra-low freezers since um, the mid-90s, really. But they have allowed the addition of new refrigerants on in uh, previous rules that haven't been challenged. So uh, this allows us to create products that are more energy efficient, that perform better uh, using natural refrigerants. So for ultra-low Freezers, um, as as you mentioned, the high performance refrigerators uh, fall under this. But some of the products that people don't really necessarily consider, uh, including refrigerated incubators, uh, plant growth chambers, uh, products like that also fall under the rule. And uh, we've also made an effort to transition those products to new refrigerants so that uh, we can keep the uh, the global warming potential to a minimum uh, if those refrigerants should leak out of the system for any reason. And Joe, we can also underscore the fact that all of these changes and all of these efforts to comply are made with respect to performance and the viability of the uh, the cooling system itself. We're not making any compromises with respect to the performance of the product. No, we aren't, and, and that's that's key to us. We have, uh, as part of our uh, requirements within our organization, quality becomes is number one um, before trying to capture early adopters of products. So we take a very rigorous process on ensuring that these new refrigerants will meet the requirements, not only today, but moving forward uh, as the product ages uh, decades from now. So uh, our whole process is not only to quickly move over to these new refrigerants, but ensure that they do meet the applications and they will maintain our reputation for having a high quality product that uh, has a very long lifespan. Joe, where can people go for more information on SNAP and how it might apply to them in this industry? Um, very easily. Uh, EPA uh, SNAP maintains their own website. So if you do a Google search under EPA SNAP, it'll uh, the first hit there will take you right to the website and it'll give you a lot more information related to uh, the EPA stand on the, on the refrigerant guidelines. Okay. And we expect PHCBI brand products to have some tech briefs and application notes uh, up on the website over the next few months and uh, keeping people up to date on how this evolves. Joe, thank you so much. We've been with Joe Laporte, Director of Product Group for PHC Corporation of North America. Joe, um, you seem to be uh, on the leading edge of a lot of these regulations. What are you working on now? We, we know that you've, you've been dealing with uh, the EPA and CDC and others as far as vaccine safety, production of uh, or, or the safety in the last mile cold chain. What's, uh, what's next? Well, that's, that's a good question, Bill. Um, as we transition to new products and uh, offering new uh, new solutions to the industry for, for pain points that customers have, um, we're going to see some changes in the um, American National Standard for Vaccine Storage, as you mentioned. Um, and we're going to see some other changes related to uh, Energy Star as that expands. Uh, 
new product categories that uh, deal with different temperature ranges and and uh, all of this uh, looking um, and ensuring that we're meeting not only regular re- regulatory requirements but the requirements that our customers have uh, for those that are focused on uh, either product safety or environmental standards. So lots of uh, different interrelations between the regulatory and customer pain points. And we're making sure that we're, we're, we're setting a path for the industry and hopefully setting the stage so that um, we can make sure that our customers are well looked after. Okay. Well, that's what um, companies who, um, who are product leaders do. And that's certainly the case with PHC. Corporation of North America and and um, uh, everyone associated with the company. I know you're out there uh, on the front lines, so um, we'll stay tuned and expect to hear more f- from you about this in the future. But for now, a little re- review of SNAP and how it affects uh, storage in uh, pharmacies and laboratories, uh, actually anywhere. Um, Joe Laporte, Director Product Group, PHC Corporation of North America. Joe, thanks so much. Thank you, Bill. It was good to be here. You've been listening to the Information Network of PHC Corporation of North America. News of interest to life science, pharmaceutical, biotechnology, clinical, and industrial markets here and around the world. 